I even said to Karis, I was like, give me armor on over Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Hello, 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 and welcome back to the B2B podcast. I'm your host, Karis, and I'm with my co-hosts, Kevin and Denzel. Sorry for the long wait. It's been a while. I've been busy with editing. Denzel's been busy with software engineering and going to motives on the weekend. And Kevin has been working hard in medicine. So sorry for the long hiatus, but we're back. So do you guys have anything to say before we get started? I'd just like to say that at this point of my uh, in my football watching career, I might as well be a neutral. I'm just here as a as an obligation in it because these days I don't know if I can call myself a Chelsea fan in it, but we'll get to that. Kevin, what were you saying? How are you doing? I'm calm still, like, I don't know. Uh, let's get to the podcast, personally, like, United broken me still. Um, so, you guys know, this episode has been pre-recorded, so this has been recorded sometime earlier into December, but this will be obviously released on New Year's Day, and it will be a keep and sell of each of our respective squads. As you know, myself, I'm an Arsenal fan, Denzel is a Chelsea fan, and Kevin is a Man United fan, as you've all known us, so... We're going to do keep and sell of each of the members of our squads and go into in-depth discussion. Ban, so you know how it is on this pod these days. So let's start with Denzel and Chelsea first. So you get up the squad list you've got with all your eight-year contracts and we'll go through from goalkeepers to forwards. You almost laughed when you introduced the Chelsea segment, by the way. Bro, like, our squad is so bad, you could sell everybody and it, would, it wouldn't even be a problem. It's that bad. Starting with goalkeepers, Robert Sanchez. Yeah, all I'm saying is black goalkeepers. I'm not even going to elaborate. Just black goalkeepers. That's it. One line. Black goalkeepers. Like, let's phase that out of football. Let's phase that out. Let's stop, <laughs> let's, let's nip that in the bud. Yeah. This black goalkeeper thing. Stop it. It ends today, bro. Like I don't. I don't understand. <clears throat> Every time this guy's on the ball, I'm genuinely my heart starts palpitating, bro. The guy cannot play a forward pass to save his life. Has like, he not like had any like good performances? That well, he's got mind? six saves. Don't get me wrong, but his brain switches off. <laughs> his brain switches off for no. Like you're a goalkeeper, and you're trying to do la pausa when the ball's coming to you. Pass the ball quick, bro. bro. Get it moving. He's a Brighton keeper. You get me. So I don't understand, gonna... bro. Like the amount of pre- unnecessary pressure he puts the defense under because he's trying to do la pausa. Or trying to like spray a sick pass for like some highlight reel or something. Just either clear it or pick an easy pass, bro. I need him gone. I'm sorry. You said some funny thing I remember in the chat. It was like he's got some Jamaican and bro, he's Spanish. half Jamaican and half Dominican. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> are you hearing what I'm hearing? Half Jamaican, half Dominican, and he's playing in goal. Get that brother on the wing, man. <laughs> Allow it, bro. Give him a chance, man. Didn't Jamaican make the World Cup? No, I'm done. I'm done. Just get him gone, like. The worst part as well is I thought we were trying to buy him to sweeten the Caicedo deal. And let me not even get into that one. <laughs> let me say that. Let's refine it. No, let's refine it. Is It's Spanish goalkeepers in general, but I'm not going to talk about our Spanish keepers. Don't do that. Come... Don't do that. Like, it's Spanish keepers. I know, I, know, I, know, I know what angle you're trying to get to. And Denzel and Karis count your fucking days. Remember how <laughs> you, man... You know how you man say, hey, you know what? Let me let me relax. Wait, when, 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 the gap between <laughs> Sanchez and Kepa is so minimal, bro. The only difference it's like flirting versus harassment, basically. That's what this is. It's so minimal. Then we move on to George Petrovic. I can't lie, I can't speak on him because he literally has not played, bro. It's that deep. I don't even know that is to be fair. You man just sign anybody. 
he has not. I just played, clocked him. He definitely like he he's not played a single minute for us. If he has, someone let me know. I don't remember seeing that brother play. I'm so sorry. Um, Thiago Silva, I love him to death, but he needs to be in a care home. Like I don't what understand why he's starting games, bro. He's fifty-seven. <laughs> like a lot of the games we've played where we've done badly <clears throat> is because we're relying on a forty-seven-year-old. It just doesn't make any sense. Like you're trying to rebuild a squad. And then you got someone that's the same age as your manager in the defense. Does that make sense? Pochettino's a bad man at PSG, you know. Respect him. And got England out of the World Cup as well. But that's another story, if I'm correct. On that. Ben Chilwell, Mr. 1945 World War II hero trim. This guy, yeah, I'll be real. I don't know what happened to him. After he won that UCL, this guy just retired, basically. But the new guys used to like love Marcus Alonso bombing up and down the wing. Yeah, but the difference is Alonso is actually effective at doing that, bro. Chilwell tries to do that with no end product. <laughs> he tries to do that. Like, he's not Alonso, bro. Like, as much as Alonso, we used to get onto him because he couldn't defend. He was actually sick going forward to the point where, I remember I always told you, Karis, I want to see him play as a number nine, bro. <laughs> yeah. Of a generational number nine and Marcos Alonso. It's just like when Kevin says he was not coming as a number nine. You just have no, to... I'm going to strike him. I'm going to strike him 30 still. <laughs> Yeah, Ben Chilwell, um, I think we should cash in on him because we've got fitness problems. He's not that great going forward. Defensively, he's okay, but yeah, just it's not working out. <laughs> Axel disaster. Let, uh, me, <laughs> let me tell you about him. Let me tell you about him first. <laughs> if, you go, if you go on my Twitter account, AFC Karras, yeah, I have tweets dated from 2020. I'll link it in our chat, by the way. Um, saying that De Sassi is not good. We all linked to him before you guys got him. And he used to play for um, for Rhymes in France. And he used to make so many errors back there, even in France. So for me, it was like, it's a matter of time before he gets exposed. Like, yeah. it wasn't long. My thing is, I don't understand why we bought him because we had like 600 centre-backs already. So that purchase was just like a random panic buy. It just doesn't make any sense. He's not even terrible, but he's bad at defending wide. No, he's terrible. I'm so sorry. You shit. Yeah. I've seen worse defenders. I'm not saying like I want him starting week in, week out, but like I just personally, we didn't need to buy him, in my opinion. That's, that's... He's so clunky, bro. And he's got a Congolese name. You can tell he ate by Kwanga. I can tell. <laughs> just tell. Yeah, he's just a bit. Uh... <laughs> he's, not, he's not my first choice player there, but. He's here now, in it. So like, you shouldn't be having my building power league. That's long. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what that reminds me of? Do you know the Congo national team went viral because that FD mill they won't be. Oh, man, we're chopping before the game, you know. <laughs> Yo, I'm gassed by half time, fam. But yeah, just, and we think I think we paid a fair amount of money for him as well, which was pissing me off as well because that, that could have gone somewhere else, bro. Like, we didn't need to buy him. Now, there's a name on this list that I'm seeing and I'm, it's, his face and his name is pissing me off. And I asked Karis, are you sure we still employ this man? Malang Saar, why is he there? Are no, we so, sure? Right I'm looking through my phone and I'm looking through the Chelsea contract lengths because of you lot are known for giving hella long contracts. I want to uh, Malang Saar did not get that eight-year team. There's no way. He's going back to... Malang Saar still has, let me tell you now, he still has five years left on his contract. Astaghfirullah. <laughs> I said, I said, I didn't even recognize his name. Harris, you're lying, bro. Say, say, mums, bro. No, I'm saying, mums, like, I'm looking right now. Five years. Five five years. Chai. 
Was it was it not was it not him that Potts didn't know he, he was on the um, the team? Paul, what the were team. you doing, bro? I think it was him or someone. Yeah, I think the man saw. It was a press conference. And he was like, "Who?" Oh, he was talking <laughs> about um, our goalkeeper. Yeah, he was talking about Petrovic. Oh, it was him. He was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, no, no! It was Petrovic, bro. It was. Do you know what was made? What made it worse? Petrovic played in preseason, and Potts didn't even know who he was. Rotted. Yeah, but Malang so the Sar, CEO knew you like that. Malang saw he's here for a payday. You know what? Get your bread, my guy. But after you get that bread, I want you to go back to Africa, bro. I don't. <laughs> want to, I don't only see you wearing my club's kit. I'll be real. Like, just, got, got his to... name. Seeing his name is aggravating me. Skip three more charity club. You got too many. Trevor Chalabar, he did his Trevor job. I like, I like him. I can't lie, but you know what? I hear it. Like his time at the club's up. Reese James, love Reese James, but this guy get the surgery done or get sold, bro. I'll be real because this guy cannot. Do you know he's not played three games in a row since I think twenty twenty one. Yeah, That's something like that. You know how bad that is. How can you be our captain and you're out for sixty percent of the season? So oh. how are you captain of the squad then? He's what he's doing his own captaincy through FM or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some, someone must have tweeted, he was like, the first player to do a BRB role, be right back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's annoying. He's so talented, but it's like, it's, that's why when people have them conversations about him and Trent Alexander-Arnold, so obviously I'm going Not back. Not first, I'm so sorry, bro. It's over. It's like, it's been the, over very minimum should be, the very minimum should be for you to be able to compare. Do you, how, do you actually play football? Because hmm. I spend more time on the operating, so it's just long, man. Like, get the surgery. Or just... Him and Luke Shaw, but we'll talk about Luke Shaw and Kevin's section as well. Mark Kukurea, uh, he just has curly hair for the sake of it. That's it. He he's improved a little bit, but again, sixty-two million for Sideshow Bob is crazy. Like, hmm. Wesley Fofana, again, we paid fifty something mil for him, and he can't stay fit. But when he's fit, he's amazing. But is that can't stay fit? Benoit Badiashaw, in my opinion, our best defender. I love him. Saw him also, last. give him time. The mistakes will come. No, Unpopular opinion, but give it time. When, when, when they come, remember he told you first. Badia Show was great, and he's young. I know about this French league player. Don't let them trick you. He's twenty-one, bro. I don't mind him making. Don't, it. don't let them trick you. I don't Saliba, mind. Saliba, Saliba, when he was in the French league, we could see from day bowler. This I, I guy. Think, I don't think you've watched Badia Show then, because anyone that even neutrals that have watched him will tell you that like, he's our best defender. Like Cole was. No, he, no, he is, but the standard is not that high at Chelsea. I just. Uh, I was, I was gonna say, bro, it may be the standard that's no, nah, it's nothing to do with the standard, bro. Like, he is <laughs> the standard. About, like, I'll be real, I'm sorry, right now, just like in terms of pure, like, where they are, I picked Badia Short over Colwell. That's how good, how highly I rate Ever Colwell, yeah, Colwell was great. I'm talking not potential, but like current ability, Badia Short is better than him. Okay, current ability, yeah, I have to agree 100%. He's so composed all the time. He rarely puts a foot wrong. And he's got goals. I think Cole's your best on the ball, but Badia Shield's probably like, right now, your most composed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole's our best ball-playing defender, 100%. But overall package is Badia Shield right now for me. Um, I rate him so much, but this is what I'm saying about that fat Argentinian bastard that's running the club right now, yeah? Hmm. Hudson, we're in preseason. You already potch out? Oh, 100%, bro. I want him gone. I I need him gone. (laughs) I need him gone. I'm sorry. I'll get into that. But basically, in preseason, Martin never played a single game at left back in preseason. For some reason, Poch woke up and decided that Martin's a winger. So he played all of, he played all of preseason as a winger. The league now started. Martin never touched the pitch again. Oh. Even when Sterling was dropping stinker after stinker, Martin did not even get a sh- He has not started a single game, bro. 
when Chilwell got injured, this guy was stroking his chin on the sideline going, mm, I wonder if we have any left-backs. There's a left-back right there, bro. Sorry for you not listening to me shouting, but there's literally a left-back right there. What's he doing instead? Playing Colwell left-back. You'd rather play a centre-back and left-back. Than Cole cannot turn that left-back as peak. Levi Colwell, amazing talent for the future. Future England international. Rate him so much. As long as he replaces Harry Maguire eventually in the England lineup, I'll be calm. I say it eventually because he's not ready yet. But he will be Malo, ready. Um, our next defender, Malo Gusto. <clears throat> I really like him. Great going forward. He's still a bit raw. He's young. That's fine. I think he's a great understanding. But at this point, I said pause. But at this point, yeah, we might as well give him the captain's armband. Football, football jargon. We might as well give him the captain's armband since Reese James can't even stay fit. The funniest thing is that, you know when Reese James put that tweet, he's like, oh, new era, we're just loathing, and he's barely played since. Mm, that was buffering. <laughs> Definitely buffering, fam. Conor Gallagher, this one, he splits opinion a lot, I can't lie. In the beginning of the season... Out, no, I'll tell you why he's not. I no, I hope you know that. He's your best midfielder by far. No, he's really not, but I'll tell you why. At the start wait, 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 wait. Karis, Karis, are you smoking? I'm not smoking. I'll, I'll explain I it. I get why Karis is saying that, and I'm going to tell him why. Yeah, Enzo. Don't worry, I'll, this... there, I'll get there, I'll get there. He's talking about all the numbers. I'm saying this season. Let me land, let me land, let me land. Conor Gallagher is a great squad player. Personally, at the start of the season, I'll hold my hand up and say, I wanted him gone. But at the start of the season, he's clearly improved. Now, even still, he's got discipline issues, right? He's got red cards already. He's got the most fouls, all of that. He's leading the league. You know, he's leading the league for our team for like tackles, interceptions, all that. Cool, that's great. But of course, you're going to lose all the stats when all you do is flip and run around. So Karras thinks he's our best around. midfielder because, oh yeah, like he's got this intently. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he does. He presses all the time. That's great. But he's like an American XL bully dog, bro. He's got no restraint. Like, he's everywhere to the point where it's too much. Like, he gets too many yellow cards, which is why he's been red carded. Now, back to that, he's playing in the wrong position, in my opinion. When he was at Crystal Palace, he was doing that little number 10 thing. He was getting goals. He's not getting any goals. Aaron Ramsey up top. Yeah, bro. But he can't do that here because Poch is trying to play him as a number eight. It doesn't work. So, if the right money comes for him, he can pack his bags in it. But personally, no, I agree with that, to be fair. Yeah, I agree with personally, that. I would rather keep him. He's a good squad, squad option. Um, Carney, Chukwemeka. No, wait, wait. Before, before we continue, Kevin said I was smoking. I said this because if you watch Chelsea, you cannot tell me that Enzo has been their best midfielder of the season. There mm-hmm. is no chance. Yeah. What, I've always said, what I've always said, yeah, and I think a lot of mandem, because I've always been roasted for this take, yeah. There are certain players, yeah, that are cherry on top type of players, isn't it? They are creme de la creme players that their tech gets blurred because the people around them are shit. Like, you know when you're the best in the year and you get put in the team with the scrubs and you have to carry the team. So And because you all lose all the game, they all think you're shit as well. See, shit is contagious, isn't it? So the rest of the midfield is dead, so Enzo looks dead. I'm sorry, Enzo's the best midfield. Yeah, no, I'm still... He needs to... No, but I hear it, but these excuses don't run when you've cost over 100 million. I'm so sorry. He can't determine his price tag. That's not his business. Hey, then no, this guy buys Perimod, yeah, buys Messi and scores 100 goals with the league with Brentford. That's what this guy does, bro. <laughs> this guy, bro. Yeah, your one guy can't carry a whole team, bro. Word. Yeah, uh, but we got yeah, Declan Rice. After, after Brandon Shaka left, Declan Rice came in. Look what he's done. We'll talk about it well, later. Declan Rice was Jalof Rice in, in, your, in your last game, in your last Premier League game. You need oh, to remember anyway, that. We're, we're yeah. top two. We're Moving top on two. to our next midfielder, he unfortunately got injured. And Carney scored a nice goal, I think it was against Aston Villa. 
Yeah, like a little kind or something. Yeah, great goal, and then yeah. he just got injured. Like that's that's pretty much the story of the entire squad. Plays great and gets injured. It's just really annoying. But I have a lot of high hopes for him. He he definitely has a space in that number ten role. Um, Moises Caicedo. You go first. I don't know what to say about him. To be honest, like he hasn't impressed me. I'll be real. Like he hasn't been. Te- he had a terrible start. I think he got a red card in his debut, if I remember correctly. Like the worst possible debut you could imagine. Then after that, his couple games afterwards were shaky. <clears throat> but he hasn't really done anything that makes you think like, wow, like, yeah, like he was worth the hundred million that we spent. But he has since he's just been like average, which makes me think, okay, if he's been average, why do we go out of our way to spend a hundred M's on him? That, like? but at the same you time, what I'm thinking is seeing some Ecuadorian Kante. Yeah, like him. don't get me wrong, when he plays well, he plays well, bro. Like he definitely has them glimpses where it's like, okay, yeah, I understand the purchase, but. It's glimpses. It's not consistent enough, and I think that's partly due to the fact that Poch's system right now is absolute dog cheeks. Like, I think once I've gone through all the players, I'll explain why it's so bad. Because <clears throat> basically, Poch is a coward, which is why I want him out. Like, the guy hung hung his entire strategy on one player. That player got injured, and he just decided, you know what? I'm gonna play the ugliest football the Premier League has seen, just for no reason, unprovoked. And then he's talking about, oh, the squad lacks height. These times, the average height in the team's probably like six foot. The thing is, nobody even knows. Like <clears throat> as of now, like as of this time of recording, where are Chelsea right now on the table? Like oh, we're twelve. I can tell you off the top of my head, we're twelve. We're level on points with drum roll, Bournemouth and Wolves. For God's sake! That's your question, yeah. Who was the player that he, he was it? Unkunku. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not here. Disclaimer again to anyone listening: this was recorded like long before New Year. Yeah, but... that's cool. Enzo Fernandez. Campeon del Mundo, all of that. Oh. I need more, brother. I need more, bro. Stop drinking your little mate drink and play some football for me, bro. All these Argentinian players, they think they look cool by drinking mate. Yeah, your them. little drink, like, dash <laughs> to the side and get some wins, bro. How about a goal? Him, McAllister, even Nunez started getting into it. Like, bro, bro. Like, I can't lie. He, when I went, I saw him live in um, the FA Cup game when we played um, Blackburn. He, him and um, Palmer, they were our best players that day. And like, I still have very high hopes for Enzo. Like, I know under the right manager, he will be... He'll get better, but right yeah, now... 100%. But right now, <clears throat> I can't blame it all on him. But at the same time, he does need to impress a little bit more. But I'm happy with him as a player overall. Romeo Levy, I can't talk about him because the brother has not stepped on the pitch. He paid no, 45 mil. Yeah, but he's just I injured. Mean. So like, you can't talk about him. Then there's this random Nigerian brother that we bought. For no reason. <laughs> Leslie Ugo Chukwu, like we just randomly bought him, bro. We didn't need to do that, but we did. I don't understand the reason why we Todd, bought him. Todd Bowley likes buying players so that nobody else can get them. He loves but, doing that. But, but no Mark one Gary. even knows who this Leslie brother is anyway. No one was trying to buy him like that, bro. He's got seven years in his contract. Yeah, I know he does. He's cho- he's sending that money back to Ikeja, bro. He's chopping life. <laughs> he's enjoying whether he plays or not, he don't care. It was funny he's as well. Buy, he's, bro, he's using that money to buy a mansion in Lecky Phase 1. He's chilling. Guys, David Dattifafana, David, <clears throat> we'll get on to him later. He's got seven years left in his contract. Yeah, that's calm. I don't even mind. But this Leslie guy, he's not terrible, but it's just he was an unnecessary signing. Like, I'd put him in the same box as Desati, basically. We didn't need to buy him. Like, deep. Centre-back, yeah. He didn't change their life. Bro, like, if we didn't buy that guy, bearing in mind, our midfielders we've got on loan, we've got 
Um, Andre Santos, he's on loan to Nottingham Forest. Hasn't played. And he's, not, he's not played for Forest really, so it was a kind of silly loan. Like, he could have stayed at Chelsea and got minutes, bro. We've got um, Cassidy. He's doing well, Leicester. To be fair, yeah, from he's doing well, what I've seen on Twitter. But yeah. it's like we had two midfielders already that we just we didn't need to do that, bro. We did not need to sign Leslie. We could have let one of those boys there have a chance and then gone cool. Let's move from there. Now we move to forwards. Raheem Sterling. I'll be real, and somehow he can get his bags packed with his other Jamaican brother, Robert Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, like, he's just... I don't see him being that guy for us going forward, I'll be real. Like, thanks for the goals here and there and that, but it's not working, bro. The boy from Brent, yeah, go back to Brent, bro. I'll be real, because... Well, it's solidarity episode. We need to talk about it. There's been no solidarity from Denzel this episode. So why nah, bro. Solidarity for what? To any, to no, any of the brothers. Everybody's going back to Are you seeing what I'm seeing? And you want solidarity? I'm not going to lie to you. Denzel segment was making me feel like United's actually kind of, look, kind of in a better situation than Chelsea. Oh, 110% it is. I don't I'm think you understand how bad it is, bro. We tried to do what Arsenal done in two windows. And our, and our owners thought, oh, yeah, we're sick because we've done the Arsenal model in two windows. And it blew up in their face. Mm-hmm. These things have to take time. You can't gut a whole squad and then spend the GDP of Malaysia and then be like, yeah. oh, we're going to win everything now. It doesn't work like that, bro. It took <laughs> us time, like, getting rid of guys like Aubameyang. It took you time. Like, is that gave me so much pain? Oh, my you word. You had to put up with the dead wood for a while, but our owner said, no, nah, oh. we can do it. They think this is the stock market. <laughs> so long and short on this player and then do an do a OTC trade on this guy. Like, bro, come on now. Christopher Nkunku. Major League Baseball. And Kunku was amazing in preseason, and then he broke every single Chelsea fan's heart by getting injured. <laughs> I'm trying to see him come on the pitch and blow that smart whip balloon, bro. I'm trying to see that. I need that. That's the smart whip balloon. So please, it's a celebration for his child, man. That's this is my problem. Family friendly show. My problem with Poch is basically in preseason we played four two three one and we're doing the whole three two five in possession shape thing that everybody does. Cool. And Kunku got injured. And Poch decided, you know what? We can't play at that anymore because one person got injured. We're going to do 4 3 3 with this nonsense business going on. And I just, it, I don't understand that. Like, if you're. And everybody like, was like, Poch has changed and everything until yeah, then. Yeah, bro. He, like, he literally just switched overnight. I don't understand that. If, as a manager, your entire tactical identity rests on one player, you're not cut for the Premier League, I'll be real. You have to be able to adapt. Mm. You have to. You can't, like, imagine Arteta managing, like, resting his entire tactic. On Saka and Saka gets injured, and you lot just decide, oh, we're not playing that football anymore. You wouldn't be challenging for the league. Like, Arteta knows if Saka gets injured, cool, we're going to still play how we play. Someone we'll else will play that role. Yeah. yeah. That's my only issue with him at the minute. Mikhailo Mudrik, again, he's been quite electric for us in this flash. Ukraine Bolt, as they call yeah, him. I, I like him, but the only thing that pisses me off is every time he drops a stinker, he starts dropping Bible verses. Like, just focus on your football. <laughs> That's the only thing that it's so jarred, man. Like, stop trying to hide behind God. God is not going to protect you from that stinker you dropped. <laughs> Every single time he does this, man, oh, God like, gives him peace, bro. You can't, you can't say anything to. I don't care, bro. Focus on your football. Like, stop using your religion as a shield. I don't like that. I'm Christian too. When I mess up, I don't start saying. I don't go to my employer and say, "Do you know what? God's got me." You know. My employer's going to tell me, what? why did you do this? I'm in trouble. God's not in trouble. Me. So when he drops a stink card, just leave it out, bro. Just lock your phone. Well, like, the funniest thing he's got, well, he's got some tattoo on his neck. He said, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just like, 
he's a good kid at heart, but he's a bit. The lights are on, but nobody's home. Basically, that's what I'll say. He's a Ukrainian Daniel James. I hope you know that. Right? <laughs> Armando Broha. Um, Sterling him. loves that guy. He's always like on YouTube saying he's the truth, the truth, but he doesn't play. Broha needs to go. I think not even because he's bad. I think he needs regular football, and we're just not going to offer that. To I him. give him to us, please, because yeah, just give him to us. I'll bro. take him. Yeah, like, I like him so much, but we're fully boying it. Like, he needs regular playing time. I get he's coming back from the injury, but that's more reason for him to be given that opportunity to get those minutes to get back into that scoring rhythm because when he's good, he's good. Like, we all saw what he's done at Southampton, but I just think our squad planning is so cheeks, he's not going to get that opportunity. Noni Madueke, I think he's injured. I saw he got in trouble for celebrating his birthday at a party or something like that with Pochettino, which is dumb in my opinion. Like, I He'll probably like- go in January, to be honest. I've seen too many rumours. Yeah, I think it's unfair. Like he hasn't been given a fair run at the t- at the team, bro. He he had a great Euros. Like he literally won with the England team, and he played a pivotal role in that. But since he's come back, Poch just doesn't give him the time of day. Do you know what, Harris? You always know what I've said about Argentinians and people in it. That's all I'm gonna say, bro. I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna go into it. But if you know, uh, you know, that's that's all I'm gonna say. Cole Palmer. Uh, he should have just never gone to Chelsea in the first place. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Noni should have just stayed at PSV and waited for him. Maybe. Like, he went to the PSV. He's been, he was making it at PSV at the age of 18. Why would your next move be an unstable Chelsea? Give it more time. PSV is one of the biggest clubs in the world. This season, they played in the Champions League against, you know, yeah. ourselves, Arsenal. They played against, um, who were the other teams that they also played? How, how much is he getting paid at Chelsea? Getting paid, that's man. the thing. Yeah, he's probably getting paid. Yeah, man. but like, a, a, a Galo said the best, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Realism. Realism. Yeah, man, we're here for the money, you know. You can't, you can't buy, buy, buy something for the market the trophies. No, <laughs> I think he's on a seven-year contract as well. But I really like him, and he's Nigerian as well. So obviously, I'm going to back him. But yeah, but just... you don't, you don't back Leslie. Uh, that brother can go, man. Who but... the hell is Leslie? I'm not gonna lie. I don't know who Leslie is. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> like Chelsea is basically what was that club we used to go to at Bruno, bro? That's Chelsea. Um, attic, attic. Yeah, that's attic. We're, we're attic. Bear man linking up for no reason. Bear man linking up, bro. I'll lie to you. When I look at your lineup, yeah, all the dreadheads and the last few niggas, yeah, that's like a church youth club. That's what, like, bro. <laughs> well, Make Chelsea great again, please. I don't understand. I saw it still. I had to hold my tongue, bro. <laughs> On that note, Cole Palmer. Let's wrap this up. My last point, my last point. Cole Palmer, amazing. Best signing, love him. Nicholas Jackson, 50 50 on him. I think he's lying about his age. David Wilder. That guy's moved to OnlyFans goals. That's all we can yeah, say. Like that, 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 that just pissed me off. Like, don't do that whilst I'm wearing my club, bro, because I'll bang you in your face. Don't do that. David Washington he he hasn't even gotten a chance to play, so I can't talk to him. But yeah. Pochettino His credit of David is mad. Pochettino out is my final point. He's not going to lead us to the promised land. Todd Bowley, take your fat finger out of your ass and fix this mess, bro. Oh, dear. All right, shoot. Let's go to Arsenal next then for now. We'll give Kevin time to breathe with United. David Raya. Do you know what it is? So I'm just deep signed. I'm just deep in the mess that Arteta got us in with the goalkeepers. 
Like, I like Arteta, but there's one thing that's annoyed me is the goalkeeper mess. Four goalkeepers. Yeah, man. Um, no, I didn't even know who James Wilson is. I'll be really honest with you. But <laughs> the... <laughs> I'll do the plot shit. But the other that I do. Yeah. Um... <laughs> what, are the share... what are the shareholders saying? Honestly. David Raya is really good in the ball, but the issue is that your keepers have to make saves, isn't it? And he makes the odd, like, instinctive save, but then he lets... Say that again. Say, this, this, this is what pisses me off. Say that again. Say that sentence just again. Say what you said again, fam. The hair was not good for you, love. We'll talk about it later, anyways. Right. Oh, your day anyway, the, the moral of the story is don't trust Spanish goalkeepers. That's what we're saying. Raya, Kepa, De Gea, Sanchez. Um, Sanchez. That's already four Spanish keepers. Like, I can't wait till they actually produce a good goalkeeper again because they'll rule the world. Trust me. Aaron Ramsdale. The thing is, is that he's a good shot stopper when he wants to be, but he's also had times where he's inconsistent. Let's put it that way. You have like, you remember that? Remember that Liverpool game where he was saving everything? Yeah. And he was like mad, and then. The game against Southampton where he passed it in 30 seconds and then we were behind. You saw his yeah. interview, right? Oh, yeah. But Bugsy Malone and Ian Wright. Bro, he's, got, he's, got, he's got ADHD, bro. <laughs> he needs Subway Surfers to get through a full 90 of football. That's crazy. Yeah. This Wait, Kevin, seen- cannot concentrate for full 90 minutes. Yeah, Kevin, have you seen the video? No, that's glad you haven't. Okay, basically, in <laughs> the video, yeah. And Ian Wright just looking at him like, this guy's a bozo. So in the video, Ian Wright and some other guys interviewing Ramsdale. And Bugsy Ram- Malone, yeah. yeah, and Bugsy Malone. And Ramsdale basically admits that like he cannot focus for a full 90 minutes of football, that like he he lapses and like he's got to like, talk to the fans and then like yeah. he'll concentrate for like 10 minutes and then after like his mind will wander. And Ian Wright was really? looking at, Ian Wright was looking at him like you're not gonna make it. No, he, no, no, he was like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you be a professional footballer and then be stupid enough to go on a podcast that your manager will hear and admit you cannot focus for a full 90 minutes of football. You've just buried yourself. Uh, that's the thing with him. Like He has really good performances, but he has mistakes in him too. So Ramsdale will leave eventually. Raya will end up being a number one, but I just hope that we find some younger keeper that can challenge David Raya because I'm just, yeah, not convinced really. Um, we can move on to defenders, to be fair. Um, so... How did Cedric still manage to scam his way into this club? He actually played against flipping... What was it again? He played against PSV the other day. I can't believe it. Like, oh, my days. But he's a good professional. He's a good professional, but your time has come, bro. Your time came ages ago. Like, he doesn't get into matchday squads. It's just the odd time when there's an emergency he gets in. But otherwise, yeah. He's probably gone he's in January. Gone. He's probably going in January. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. How much um, do you want for him? Bro, he's, only worth, he's only worth 2.8 mil. He can go for free. You man. see, yeah, what I'm holding here packet of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want for him. That's mad. In fact, my toenail, anything. What about Zinchenko? Yeah. What's your opinion on Zinchenko? He's good in midfield, like in terms of like drifting in how Arteta wants and all of that. Yeah, like, very good passer. But defensively, it's like, uh, you know, like. I don't want to like say anything derogatory in terms of being open, but it's like he's yo. just <laughs> my said yo. Like, his, his legs are open wide. Basically, you get the point. Yeah. Nah, sorry, nah, nah, shall we? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
That's mad. Like, ever since, ever since Trent not made him at Anfield, he's been open for business, put it that way. <laughs> I don't know he was that bad defensively because every time I've watched Arsenal, he's been all right. So I think my no this this season he's improved a little bit, but he has lapses still. Yeah, I hear that. What about Tommy Yasu? Tommy Yasu, love the guy. That's my Japanese warrior. You know the ones that you can tell they enjoy the family for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's my guy. But he gets injured bears. That's the only issue. Yeah, not as much as Reese James, but he gets injured still quite a bit. So would you want to keep him or sell him? I'll still keep him for now for this season or so, but we'll see how things evolve. Ben White is an obvious one. Yeah, Ben White, obviously, you know, he's been consistent for quite a few seasons now. Obviously, Do you see him as a centre-back or a right-back still? I think I right. call him as a right-back, bro, yeah, because I can't remember the last yeah. No one's seen him play centre-back. Even for England, when Gareth Southgate dropped his agenda for Ben White, he was playing as a <laughs> right-back as well. So I think everyone just universally calls him that. And he's yeah. quite good at overlapping and stuff, so yeah. Gabriel, great player. Lovely. What are you asking for Gabriel? Because remember, I used to have an agenda against him. I used yeah, to you, sell him to Some him. of you might have an agenda against Gabriel, but what do you think of him now? He's, bro, he's great. I think him and Saliba are your best defenders, easily. Like, those two are like Undertaker and Kane, basically. Great pairing. Do you, want to say, <laughs> do you know what I need to say as well? Like, with Gabriel, he's a sort of defender that Man United used to love years ago. Yeah. Okay. He gets stuck. And the thing is, United were linked to him years ago as well. It was United, Everton, Arsenal, and someone else. I can't remember. But as always, we didn't pull the trigger, fam. <laughs> nah, like, that's, that's why I stay quiet because I, I'm, I'm not going to. My heart's aching, fam. I said Johnny Evans is featuring in my lineup. You don't let me just wait, bro. I'm just, I'm just waiting for my section, to be honest. Right, Yuri and Tim. We haven't seen much of him because he's been injured a lot. But the little that you have seen of him, what do you think of him? Is he someone you want to keep going forward, or do you think his injury worries or might be a problem you might need to cash in? No, it's not injury worries. It's more a case of that. This is like his first serious injury in his career, isn't it? You know, like for example, Florian Verts recently, yeah, not recently, but like nine months ago, obviously had an ACL injury. He's back and he's been firing ever since. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The case of just wait for, to see how he is when he comes back. Saliba, oh. you don't talk about that, man. Sorry? Saliba, you don't need to talk about him. We already know what that is, man. Best defender in the league. Yeah. Baby Van Dyke, man. Oh. Best defender in the league. I'm not having anybody debate that with me. Best defender in the league. No debates here, fam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd buy Arsenal's arm off to, to buy him, bro. Oh. Do you know I'd, I'd just sell Reese James for him. How about that? <laughs> no, do you know what I'm scared of? If we get to like, um, because Real Madrid fans are scary. If we do like a Champions League knockout and we start playing like Real Madrid, you know what their, their players do? Like when they um mm. they start surrounding them at full time and they're like, oh, mm, mm. come to come Madrid, come to Madrid. It's always <laughs> like the little in the ear, like come to Madrid. God forbid. It's always sunny, Herman. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's going to Arteta saying, yeah, I'm not really feeling London no more, still. Because <laughs> <laughs> when Reese James was fit, they were doing that to him as well. Word. Now like, when he could keep fit, they were doing it to him. Right, Kiwi, uh, he's good, but he doesn't get to play enough games, in my opinion. No, he's good, but I just yeah. don't think he's a left-back, personally. It kind of gives me shades of how Man City have been trying to fit in Vardio at left-back. Yeah. Like, you see, they've got talent there, but I just don't think he's a left-back and he can, like, turn quickly enough to play there. Jorginho, 
He's already said that he wants to go to Italy in the summer. Thank the Lord. Don't get me wrong. Respect J5. Respect. Yeah, respect him. When yeah. he was I didn't respect club. him, bro. I loved him. I didn't want to sell him. Hmm. Remember, when you, remember, remember when you lot bought him? I told you, bro. Nah, Karis, be honest. Remember, when you lot bought him, I remember I was upset, bro. I said, you lot. Well, you were laughing, though. I'm you were laughing. laughing. You were laughing, though. I remember you were laughing. <laughs> no I did laugh, yeah, but I only laughed because you got paid 12 mil for him when his contract was basically done. The thing of Arteta is that like, when he was a target, he doesn't let them go. Yeah, but um, nah, I love Jorginho, man. Like, come on, respect him. Um, El Neni, I feel like there's not much point talking about him. Like, you know, nice guy in that, but doesn't play anyway, so there's no point. He'll go very soon, I guess. And we're gonna skip Thomas that. Party. Skip that criminal, bro. Skip that criminal, fam. <laughs> that guy's just enjoying <laughs> life in London nightclubs, but let's continue from him. I don't want to I don't want to talk. Martin Erdegaard. That's our captain. Obviously, he stays. He's done well for the last hey, seasons or two. There was a period this season where he was playing absolute dross. No, I can't lie. He was. I recently. even sold him for my FPL. It was that bad. I didn't have my FPL, to be fair. I had Saka always. Saka always contributed. So. Let's talk about Declan Rice because I'll be real. He's the first player I've seen that's worth 100 M's. Like him and Bellingham are the only. Right, give, give, another, uh, give another 20 million more. I'm happy. Him and Bellingham are the only two players in the world right now, besides the obvious, like Mbappe, that are like, if you pay 100 million for them, you're going to see that 100 million instantly. Like he's walked into the Arsenal team and slotted in like he fits like a glove. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Look, I was scared, you know, because you know when he let go of Bennett Shaka, I was like, oh no, Bennett Shaka, and then Kai Havertz coming in. That we'll talk about Kai Havertz later. I was kind of scared. Like Shaka is almost like the captain in our team, like yeah. not the official captain, but you know, he's a squad leader. Man. He's looked onto as the leader, basically. So I was shook. But Declan Rice has come in. Like tackles, like you see his limbs, they're long, bro. Tackles everything. Pause, pause, pause. Massive pause. Shut up. Yes, guys. I think this is why people get onto Chelsea was in whether it's fair or not, whatever. But the point is, <clears throat> Arsenal's paid what I think 105 million for Declan Rice, something like that, and instant impact. You know, he's doing his role, but he's also chipping him with goals, and I think. The barometer that people use to measure people or different players of that 100 million mark is they need to affect the game somehow. Whether mm-hmm. it's outside of what their normal duties are, if you're paying 100 million for a midfielder, unfortunately, for that price tag, you have to chip in goals, whether you like it or not. Declan Rice does that. I mean, he scored, was it a 94th minute winner the other day? Yes, Against he did. <laughs> That's insane. Kenilworth was quiet that day. Kenilworth Road is the hardest away team to play this season, in my opinion. They've got an amazing record like at home. They, even though they're a newly promoted team, like Kenilworth Road. They, they play like Stoke, bro. Bro, like, defence. When they lock you down on that dirty British low block, it's done, bro. The <laughs> it's done. Like you can see like the how the council estates in the background. That's why you're kicking ball. It's peak. <laughs> Five men at the back, counter-attacking to Carlton Mullis. Like, come on, like, To get three points there is massive, man. That Declan Rice goal was just amazing. Like, even me, I have to stand up and clap for him, and I hate Arsenal. Like, I hope you lot get this administration one day. I'll be you, but anyways. All that money is worth say as well is that in terms of the whole 100 million thing, I think his value 
mostly comes because of how good he's defensively. Like, if you just watch him play yeah. for us, he's literally like a one-man show in terms of he sweeps everything for us. And that's why he's worth that money. I have a very, I wouldn't even call it crazy, but I have a theory yeah, that I think would be sick, personally. I think Arsenal has a trick they haven't done yet. If you play Saliba and Rice as a defensive pairing, because mm-hmm. Jackson Rice, he played centre-back at West Ham as well, and he, bro, he was amazing. Like, that ball carrying he does, he can do it from centre-back. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I feel like if you play Saliba and Rice as two centre-backs, you could have a trick there. Because he that's, in, that's in emergencies, though. That's not in, like, you know... Yeah, ever. of course. But still, it's a, <laughs> it's a sick thing that he can do. You may yeah. be onto something there, but I, I'm always get to go around rival fans give advice still. <laughs> I hear it. I'm also throw I like him, but he gets injured way too much. So I still don't know what his future holds. We'll just have to wait yeah. and see. Well, you not gave him the number ten as well. We gave him the number ten in um, 2021 when he was in good form. You know that when him and Saka were doing mad stuff, like they'll go Saka ran and throw every week. That's <laughs> when he got that shirt. Mm. <laughs> he got shirt and he just gets injuries upon injuries so it's just like the thing is our fans are more obsessed with what he can do rather than what he's actually doing right now so mm-hmm. I need to see more from him and if I don't see more from him I want someone to replace him to be have the number 10 shirt the number 10 shirt is prestigious you know yeah that's that's not big a big names wear that shirt like, like William Gallas <laughs> don't remind me do you know his official reasoning was like he wore it to take the pressure off everybody else <laughs> he needs to find shame and find I'm, God. I'm what do you mean? Nah, I'm not hearing that. <laughs> but you know, Maguire. Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go, go, go. I'm busting up too much, bro. Go for it, go for it. No, it's Pete. Gallas played for Arsenal and Chelsea, so we both suffered, then not And Tottenham. Hey, hey, like, this hey, he's, he's a slug, you know. You didn't give a toss, bro. Oh, he's man. been everywhere. He'd go to West Ham if he could. Yeah. What about, what about Leandro Trossard? Um, I love him, man. Trossard's really good. Um, he needs to get sleep, bro. <laughs> his jokes, like, oh, honestly. Do you know what it is? Like, ever since Trossard has come, like, everybody was like, oh, we wanted Mudrick and that. And even I was disappointed. I'll be real. I was disappointed. Then when Trossard came in, he kind of, like, shut everybody up. Like, yeah, facts. you know, he contributes with goals. Um, him and Saka have a really good partnership whenever they're on the pitch together. He's had the odd moment of bad form, but every player has that. Like Every player has it. But Trussell's a really nice squad player, and he's like an above-average squad player even. It's not like... Yeah, he's good know, enough to be a starter, bro. He's good enough to start, yeah, pretty much. Gabby J, the fake Brazilian. Oh. No, it's a Mr. BCM. <laughs> When he's good, when he's doing Samba do Brazil, like, you know, dribbling everywhere, step overs, fake shots, like the fake shot on, on Dallo, that was lovely. Beautiful. Mm. Like, when he's on it, yeah, nice. But when he misses those big chances, uh, I just want to switch off my TV, bro. I can't lie. Do you think, if you had the choice to cash in on him in January and buy a top striker, are you doing it or do you think you keep him? That's difficult, you know. Uh, let's say... Let's just say, like, hypothetically, even though he signed a new contract, let's ignore that. But let's say, hypothetically, Osimhen was available or something. Do you keep Gabriel or do you sell Jesus and raise some money to buy Osimhen? Oh, for Osimhen, yeah, of course. Yes, ASAP. 
like someone like let's say if it was Ivan Tony is like I need to keep Gabriel Jesus there and try and raise funds in another way for Ivan Tony, for example. Mm. I think what Gabriel Jesus, I like to troll a lot on Twitter about Gabriel Jesus anyway, but what Gabriel Jesus does offer is that he helps like the team around him to function and that's what Arteta loves about him. But his finishing is just, it's just something you can't ignore, man. Like, he will be replaced, but you don't want to disrupt things too quickly. Yeah, facts. He, one thing I will say, like he says, his link-up play is not something you can replace instantly. Like as much as he doesn't score, he brings everyone else into the team. He drags players out of position <clears throat> and he gets assists as well. So, yeah. I just wanted to remember he's a striker. He's not um, a centre mid. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> you have to drop too deep and start doing drag backs on the halfway line. I want you to get into the box as well. Reese Nelson, I love him, man. He's a fantastic player. The issue is he doesn't get enough opportunities for me, in my opinion. Yeah. Yesterday would have been the perfect opportunity for you guys to play him, man. Eh? He did play. He did play, isn't he? Did play. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. He played yeah. against our best player. That tells you everything. Yeah. He played against PSV, was our best player. And got an assist as well. Yeah, last season where he really made a name for himself with those clutch goals. It's just a shame you lot didn't win the league because it would have been a great story for him as well. But yeah, I think he's a great player. And he's still young as well. He's what? 24? Like, he's got loads of time, man. He loves his club too much, you know, because the thing is, if I was him, he could have left on a free transfer to go to... Brighton, AC Milan, AC Milan were interested, you know. Yeah, if I was him and how his career is going, I'd go to AC Milan and become a main player. They wanted him, I think, before Pulisic. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong, that would have been a sick move for him. But yeah, that just shows how loyal he is to the club as well. Which proper loyal players yeah. like that, you want to keep them because with so much money in football these days, it's difficult to tire players down who actually want to be and there. find them backup wingers and yeah. all of that. At this point, like, players are just mercenaries. It's hard to find players that are generally there for the club. Kai Havertz, what are we saying? Midi. He's dead, bro. Like, I told you this at, when he was at Chelsea. He's not that Midi. Good. 65 million, thank you very much. Even though we pissed that money <laughs> away, I appreciate the money. But I told you, he's not that guy, bro. I don't know what Arteta bought, thought when he bought him, trying to do this left centre mid thing with him. It's not working, brother. Like, this is what Havertz tricks you. He runs around. He makes you think he's doing something. He's just running around, bro. <laughs> he tricks you. This is what he does. He's just running. That's not like I say, though, as well. Sometimes you don't notice him there. Bro, every season, Havertz has that moment where he goes in a little, like, run of games where he'll score, like, five games in a row. And then business end of the season... It's Yo, wait, hold on. This is, what I want, this is what I want to talk about. So, Havertz, you, you guys both know, like, I didn't want him to come to this club. The way he's been playing for majority of the season, I'm like, what is his brother doing? Like, they had to give him a sympathy penalty to, like, lift his spirits. It didn't quite lift his spirits. Then he went to the international break and Nagelman was like, we're going to use you as a left-back. And I couldn't believe my eyes. Mm-hmm. He played like, he played left-back, he scored, to be fair. But then ever since that international break, he's been playing well. So I think this is what Denz was talking about, that, oh, um, maybe Havertz is on some sort of streak or something. But my hope is that He's not on a streak and he's just, you know, Arteta started to get a tune out of him and it started to, like, you know, um, realise where his best position is. And as much as there's plenty of other sentiments I wanted over Kai Havertz, what he does offer, which a lot of opposition don't find easy to stop, is that his movement into the box is always really good. Like, 
he does that really. People don't ever stop him moving into the box and it gets him a lot of opportunities. Now it's for him to start bagging them more. And another thing that I'm surprised about with Havertz, maybe I didn't watch enough of Chelsea, is that he's got a lot more bite to him than I thought. So like in 50-50s, like he's up for scrap. Like against Villa when he lost, if there was any player that was up for the scrap out of all of the players we've got, even including Declan Rice as well, even though you guys know how much I think he's world-class and elite and everything. Havertz was probably our best player on the day and was the one that was most up for the fight. Mm-hmm. And also playing well as well. I don't want just fight. I want technical quality too. So, um... One thing I will say about Havertz, in big games, he actually can be very useful. It's He's a weird player. Like, for the most... He got the assist against Man City, I remember. Yeah, like, by and large, he's a semi-useless player. But in big games, like, our Champions League <laughs> campaign... Our Champions League campaign... What should I actually... <laughs> Massa semi useless. Yeah, like by <laughs> and large he is, but in big games for whatever reason he's pretty effective. Like I'm, so, I'll be honest. Like even in our Champions League campaign, whether it's the goal that he scored to win, or um even last season when like we got knocked out of the Champions League, he was still pretty decent in all those games. Like against Dortmund at home, we had a sick atmosphere. He turned up for that game. Like he's very very useful when it comes to big games, but it's just he needs to carry that energy into every game he plays, which I don't know how to bring that out of him or why that works for him, whatever. But yeah, he's just a very odd player. He's He doesn't have a clearly defined role on the pitch. It's just, yeah, it's odd. But yeah, to wrap this up, so it looks like Havertz is going to be someone we're going to have to keep for a few years, but he does need to make sure he steps up these performances because if not, I'll be, yeah, questioning a lot more than I have in previous times. And Ketia, just sell him. Like, it's not a case of that I don't rate him at all. It's just a case of that I think your level's like a Brentford or West Ham or Crystal Palace, yeah. those sort of teams. Like, mm. I just don't think his level is Arsenal right now. But I respect him. He's worked very hard to get to where he's gotten to. But it's time to sell. is the right time. And then Saka and Martinelli, we can also put them together as both keep and you keep them for the future. It's more a case that Arteta just needs to figure out how to get the best out of Martinelli, in my opinion, because he's been stuck too much to the touchline. Yeah. So Arteta, is Arteta that man to take it to, to the next level? Yeah, He can, but he needs to... Because the thing is, if Martinelli didn't get injured the season before, if he scored um, two more goals, because he got injured at the end of the season, if he scored two more goals, he would have got the most goals by a Brazilian player ever in one season in the Premier League. Like, I think it was like 90 goals or something like that. He would have got the most. So, surpassing Firmino, so... He's definitely the man. It's just that we need to get yeah, him. Right. right, let's move on to Manchester United, the club that... This is, this is the one... Since, since you lot sold your souls, everything's gone down. <laughs> I'm going to need you, man, to relax. What was that video about again? It was like... Oh, yeah, you've always been a devil. Yeah, yeah, keen that, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I ain't endorsed that message still. But <laughs> let's proceed, innit? So, uh, today... Our keepers, our three keepers, started with Tom Heaton. Firstly, yeah, this brother is like the Gareth Barry of goalkeepers. I just like, he's just there, isn't it? He's just a household name that you just know for whatever reasons. Like, he's the type of guy you expect to see Amos Celeb. When he retires, yeah, Mark Mullins will go to like Amos Celeb or something like that. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I'll <laughs> take by in there. Huh? Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? Let's go to I'll take by in there, yeah. Probably killed his name, right? This brother, I don't know much about him, but what I do know is that his own fans booed him in one of his last games for, I think it's Fenerbahce, 
because of how poor he played. <laughs> yeah, I talked to a Turkish fan. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know what I mean? They, they didn't rain. They don't rate him. And you know the scariest thing is the Turkish league is the last thing to be doing this. Have you seen what they did recently? When they've yeah, the, they, he banned the referee. Oh, the referee. How do you buy rushing a referee? <laughs> nah, I hear it. Yeah. Some refs in the Prem need to be rushed. I hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not lie to you. The, it, it, the referee, the PGM, I want to cut their days still. Andre Nana left last on purpose because Paris and Denville dedicated the whole of last year to say ball playing keeper. Ball play keeper, ball play keeper. For them, for Kara to now proceed to this podcast and then say, like, obviously, you need a keeper to be able to play the ball, but a keeper going to save, the... if not for Christianity, I don't know, <laughs> How can you sit here and say that statement when you dedicated BTB to berating the name of the hair? I always, always said the hair was a problem, but it wasn't the main problem, right? So let me tell you, let me tell you the mathematics United's done. We sold the we we got rid of the hair, right? It's still free agent, man. It's calm. It's still a free agent, but how shameless is that? The whole of world football will be laughing at us. How can you win a golden glove and then be a free agent? Thank you. You get it. Nobody wants to get him. If he's that good, why no one bought him? No, 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 no. Hold on. Deep deep the mathematics though. We got rid of him, right? We then bought a 50 million um, pound um, defender. When our defense isn't even designed for ball playing and um, ball playing football anyway, so we've got a, a goalkeeper that's worse with saving the ball, but he's actually think he's actually good at it. We're not even designed to help him do that, so we've been doing it for nothing. He was a like, defender you bought, was it Varane? No, no, the fifth, um, the, um oh, no, no, 65. Sorry, I think well, well, no, no, 65 million. How much was the Nana? It was a lot, I just can't remember how much it was. Was that 60 million euros or something? We spent 60 million euros to fuck up our team, basically. So, long story short. <laughs> Tom, Tom Heaton, there's no point selling or keeping. You're going to retire soon. I'll tell Bayende, I don't know who he is, so I'll sell him. Or do I know should be sold in January, if possible? I'll tell him. He's staying, bro. <laughs> He's definitely they, should hire, they should hire militias in Afcon to kidnap him. I don't want him back. For the record, if anything happens, I'm not involved in it. But Onana should not come back, personally. Now, You're lucky that Afcon has been held in the Ivory Coast anyway, so there's no militias that you have contact with. Uh, that's true. You know, I mean, for the record, I have Nigerian, so yeah, I ain't got no links to Ivory Coast, but that could be. A, I'm looking, looking, looking. Anyway, yeah. When we then go to defenders, the story goes from bad to worse. Mande, remind me, are we not going to 2024? Yeah, we're in 2024. What's, what's Johnny Evans doing? Right <laughs> <laughs> and one last dance, bro. <laughs> one last dance. Man said, man said Johnny, not 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 even a Chris morning. Johnny Evans. No, but him, him and Maguire won the Prem together at Leicester, bro. Right? No, but, no, but, but the saddest, this is the saddest thing. Johnny Evans is somebody I line up. But then, of all defenders this season, Johnny Evans has had the best individual performance this season when he played against Burnley. Yeah, because he's class. You know, he's, free, he's three years younger than LeBron James, man. Give, give him a chance. He's class. That's experience. That's no, but, a legend. Bro, class bro, never bro. dies. Man, then be careful though you speak to me today. I'm not, I'm not in the mood still. <laughs> man said, Johnny Evans. Oh, Long story short, sell Johnny Evans still. Rafa Aran, I personally don't know what the beef is with Rafa Aran and and um and Hug. No, I don't remember anything happening. Nothing came out in the media. All of a sudden, he just stopped being picked. I think he got like a little knock, and I just never saw him again. His knees are made. I bet he he probably beefed Ten Hag or something. His knees are made of indomie, bro. Of course, he's not playing. 
That's true. And I agree with that still. Like, he's very injury prone. He's obviously old. I remember the World Cup final year, at the dying moments of the game, when he tried to clear the ball and the man just dropped. I said, this guy, he's, he's finished. He's so bad date was at Real Madrid still. So, for the sake of ma- maintaining maintaining the team's level, I'll say cheap, but with the intention of selling when we have a plan going forward. Yes, yeah. Ha- Harry Maguire. Play of the month. Play of the month. Everyone knows I hate this brother. However, <laughs> you have you have to respect his hustle this season, though. No, he has hustle, it's yeah. Yeah, desperation. Yeah, it's desperation, but you have to respect his hustle. Like, he's been a bit fortunate with some of the injuries, but the way he's played, he's been a bit safer. But granted, we can't play up the pitch as much as we normally like to do. So, he likes the, he liked the sideways diagonal bears. Yeah, he's a typical Sunday league ball of a bit of sauce on top. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is, he is, he is. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. You know what I mean? So, Harry Maguire, I would say keep just because. I guess someone to come on late late in the game to head the ball away. Victor Nilsson Lindelof. Sell. A hundred percent sell. Yeah. I have never seen a defender that has like the physical presence of a winger. He's not intimidating whatsoever. <laughs> like of all the defenders in the top six, he's the least intimidating def- he looks like a junior doctor. No, uh, that's, that's why that's he knows, that's bro. That's why he knows what a junior doctor looks like. Don't watch my thing. Michael Salters don't know if it's happening anyhow. But Lindelof, oh gosh. He's so, so, so. The peak thing is, well, you know, you know the goal that Cole Palmer scored? If he was just yeah. a bit stronger, he would have stopped that goal. That, yeah, that's, that's a fact, yeah. But ironically, I blame Onana for that goal more than anybody. And yeah, Onana, of course, made a huge mistake, but Lindelof yeah. was enough to like how can I say engage true 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 we've, we've been knowing this though so like even when Schlopp out jumped Lindelof like a season or two ago I was like yeah he ain't built like that right but well, the difference is and, and another comment I just want to comment on is that there's types of keepers in it there are keepers who are designed to being quiet all game and then beat them to drop into action right Onana is a keeper exactly you know what I mean but whereas Onana is a keeper which I think has been used to the occasional save, whereas now we're getting peppered shots left, right, and center. Yeah, you know like Inter Milan is probably used to the occasional save. At Inter Milan, he can do daisy cutters for the whole 90 minutes. Now we don't need that from you. Now we need to save the ball. Luke Shaw, I'm going to say keep. And you men are going to argue with me. I'll say keep. I won't argue with you, but... Yeah. yeah. I think you keep him. Yeah. I think but, you should keep like, him. Well. We should keep him, but his, his, um, his maintenance needs to, be, needs to improve. Like, he can't keep getting injured like that, you know what I mean? Sergio Reguilón. I don't know why we got him in the first place. To be honest, back to Luke Shaw though. He's like your, he's like your Reece James, basically. Like the talent and the ability is there. They just don't know how to keep fit. N- nowhere near as bad as Reece James. Nowhere Not as bad as Reece James, but it's still yeah. Reece. Yeah, yeah. He's, out, he's, he's like Tomiyasu. Nowhere near as bad as Reece James, but he's our like you know. I, I remember when we discussed. I remember we discussed off record. Yeah, we're like the healthcare department United is probably the worst in the league because. We've got a lot of people who have the who have the claim to be like a Reece James. A lot of people get injured at United every single season. And then even if we did a before and after, and we're not a body shaming podcast, of course, but if we did a before and after, there's just a picture of players who come to United, there's significant change. The they add like five to ten pounds just from coming to United. You know what I mean? So Luke Shaw keep just for his ability, but eventually I'd want to get rid of him. Sergio Reggio on this alone, which I would not I would not keep him for much longer than alone. 
Diego Dolo, he's like um, I think it was Denzel who made this comparison. He's like a defender who can like go up, but they can't defend for nothing. He's the king of ball watching. If you watch this guy play, he's the king of ball watching. Oh gosh, if I was on the pitch, I'd be shouting at him nonstop. Like the guy, king of ball watching. And I remember Saka in 2023, still can't get He's not changed. He's not developed. So for the right-back situation, I would probably still have to keep both because what else are we going to do realistically? Lissandro Martinez, yeah. Hi, what are you saying? Sell them both here and buy new right-backs. <laughs> Ideally, but the thing is that because I'm trying to keep it as realistic as possible, yeah. I don't know if United have the ability to sell both, especially with a stupid-ass contract. Yeah. If um if Ten Hag got his choice to right backs, if he's still on the job, he'd probably want to get Jeremy Frimpong because he loves his Dutch players. But he's a baller though. Yeah, but he can't defend. He's a winger basically. Frimpong is basically a wing back. Yeah, yeah, that that's true, you know. But then if like if Ten Hag, you're, you're going to be complaining in five months about Frimpong if you got him, someone like that. But the thing is, if Ten Hag was actually able to play the football he wanted to play, we're mainly on the front foot. Like, for a brief moment against Chelsea, we actually saw how Ten Hag actually wants to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, unfortunately, we're not able to do that just because of certain circumstances. Lissandra Martinez, I obviously keep. But the way he came into this season, it's looking like he's following the same path as every other player that ever comes to United. Like, the guy looks bloated. Like, he honestly doesn't look the same. Like, if you ran Google pictures of Lissandra before and after, he's not the same person. He looks like he ate the previous one. Zion Williams okay. and Tati. Basically, mm-hmm. Zion Williamson, by the way, is peak. For those basketball fans, that guy looks <laughs> Yeah, man. That guy, that guy is about to finish his meniscus, man. Tyron Malasia, I don't even know when this guy got injured, bro. I honestly do not know where he got Nobody knows guys. where he is. He just, I don't know, he just didn't come back. But then he's been injured basically for the whole season. So, yeah. Um, Christian Eriksen, firstly, so. I would sell Christian Eriksen because... He did his best. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah we, like, yeah, we should sell him, to be honest. Like, um, he's not, he can't do the hard, the hard graft for the team. And our team isn't naturally an efficient team anyway. So his creative abilities are void. His defensive abilities are void. He's not mm. hardworking. He's not gritty. What actually is he then? You get what I'm saying? So I'll tell. That's the I'll keep because he's he actually like he take everything like Chelsea in just one window. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But then even if we had like the, the mindset of Chelsea, I you know I still keep him because we need like a mature person in the team who can actually know how to win yeah, trophies. Facts. And yeah, you know what I mean? And when he's patterned, yeah, when he's stabilized, he actually patterns the team quite well. Like he dictates things quite yeah, well. You can't just have fair young players everywhere. You need experience. That's our problem. Exactly. Our average squad age is like sixteen, bro. There's too many young players. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's true, it's true, it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's why I'll keep asking around. Bruno Fernandez, yeah. Say every people, everyone can say whatever they want for Bruno Fernandez, right? I will keep Bruno Fernandez of the sheer fact that without Bruno Fernandez, I strongly feel like United will actually be fine relegation potentially. I'm not going to lie to you. Like Bruno Fernandez, it, it, everyone says he's fluky, he's a run around merchant, but then when you look at the, the culture we have at United, what else are you meant to do, bro? What else were you actually Kevin, Kevin, you're right. It's just all the man, the man that are listening, they know. They just chat about Bruno Fernandes because he's the main guy on your team. But it's like, as you said, one guy can't do everything by himself. Yeah. Exactly. He can't do everything by himself. You know what I mean? Well, he's quite, quite petulant, like, though. What not I? He's quite petulant, you know what I mean? And even though I, I like Bruno Fernandes, the one thing I will say, though, is that I've never seen a top player 
get such miscellaneous stats thrown about him to support him. Like, I've been told that trust is created is literally like, if you pass the ball to someone and you shoot, and it could be the most derailed shot ever, that's a chance. So, their man Freud, oh, Bruno Fernandes had the most trust created by any United player in the Premier League. I'm just like, that's that's a shit stat. Unless you're a man like Rascals, you shoot everything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Rascals will shoot in a funeral. So, that guy is, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not back. I'm not impressed. You don't buy man them of World Cup hype. Never buy man them of World Cup hype. Do you know what I mean? If you saw the way I was praying for Amrabat, bro. I'm telling you, I read Bible, I read Quran, I wanted Amrabat. I was praying. <laughs> no, bro. I was praying for Amrabat just because of how bad the midfield was. Just for him to come and do side passes. Side passes, he's reckless. The guy will... I don't know, man. Like, Amrabat is... He's basically a... He's basically Fred. Yeah, basically Fred. Yeah. Um, so I would say don't continue. Don't continue his loan. Let him go. Don't even the beak serve his soul two seasons ago. We're just wasting this guy's life, bro. I don't know why. I don't know what... what Everybody wanted him. I don't know what happened. Huh? Yeah, you know what he wanted him. But he made sense. When we bought him, he made sense. And then I just don't know... And then you shipped him off to Everton, bro. Bro, bro, I'm a, the thing is that the thing is that you make me realize I'm as lost as you, man. As a United fan, I don't know what we do half the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't even make easy to sell. Don't even make it sold. In my heart and my head, he's already gone. To be honest, I don't know why he's just there. I mean, Mason Mount has to be by far. Uh, if we ever did a list of the top five most useless transfers I've ever been bought, Mason Mount is on that list. It brings me why? great joy to see him suffering there, bro. Do you know why? <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because when he was at Chelsea dropping stinker after stinker, he was getting away with doing clapping the home family. <laughs> a little clap to your way A little clap. And these gammon yardars are eating it up, lapping it up. You can't <laughs> do that at Old Trafford, buddy. You're not from the academy. That's not like pro- uh, proper Chelsea. It's not going to happen. But the thing is that, yeah, man, then, well, let's actually be objective about this. What do you think was Ten Hag's vision with signing Mason Mount? I personally cannot see the vision. He wanted Mason Mount to be... I think Ten Hag didn't really consider the fact that he was going to buy Amrabat. I think he's... I can try to say, but I'll be waffling if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I think that's... I'll be honest with you. I'll be waffling, but I'll try to say what I think um, he wanted to do. So the way I watch Man United, I feel like... You know, at first when Ten Hag came, I thought you man are going to be a proper passing team, you know. Passing mm-hmm. patterns. That's because I didn't watch enough of Ajax, being totally honest. Then mm-hmm. when he's come in, um, he's been more of a manager that is more, he likes to have patterns on the counter-attack, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, he likes to pass the ball around everywhere, this, this, that. And what Mason Mount does really well when he's at his best, and that's a big when, is that he's a very good ball carrier and, mm-hmm. yeah, like, technically very sound in terms of, like, passes in transition like at pace so that's what he's very good at and he can chip in with goals as well so yeah. good finisher that's kind of so, what so I what, thought so the thing is that what position did Ten Hag want him to do you want him to play the midfield with Bruno or that's wing what I, I this know. is what I thought I thought that the midfield was going to be Casemiro holding by himself and then Bruno and Mount that's what I thought was going to happen however that I think I think Mount would be the most advanced eight Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Dennis. Yeah, I thought that would be the most advanced eight and then Bruno would be dropping a bit deeper because 
with a lot of United games recently, I've been seeing Bruno. Maybe it's partly because United have been bad, but Bruno drops deep a lot now. Yeah, oh, no, bro. Because hear... we're on the back foot. It's because we're on the back foot, bro. <laughs> See, I thought it was going to be Casemiro, Fernandez, and Mount. <clears throat> the reason being. Yeah, yeah same. Like you, yeah, like you want two attacking eights. But the thing is, because they're like, Mount is not that great defensively, he's got the work rate, but he doesn't do enough defensively, in my opinion. So even that alone is still unbalanced. But then another thing is at Chelsea, he was like a utility player. Like he played left wing, he played right wing, he played midfield, he played number 10. So I think Ten Hag saw that and thought, cool, you've got a utility player here that you can throw in wherever you want. <clears throat> whether there's well, even number seven. And then gave him number seven. Like it's just, it's a mess. And I'm just, yeah, I have, I've washed my hands off of Mason Mount. I don't even care. Like he can, his career can burn there, bro. That was a PR ploy. Give it, give it an ensemble was a PR ploy. They literally just wanted to find a means of like filling the the hole left by Ronaldo in terms of some happiness. Like that was the only reason he got number seven. You know what I mean? So based on my personally, I'll give him a chance just to see whatever vision was, was there. Scott McTominay, in on principle, I can't sell him. Yeah, shadow striker. Scott, <laughs> Scott McTominay will go down the greatest what if story in world football. <laughs> what what if he just went off the pitch? I just never came back. Yeah. The way this guy is finishing this season, it's just sweet to me. He's he dropped two on our head, bro. He almost got a hat trick. Bro, this I guy almost, like Eric Bro, I almost broke my TV. If he, if he got a hat trick ball, if he like, got a hat trick on our head, I would have been I would have been gassed as an Arsenal fan. If he if dropped a hat trick on our heads, bro, I would have smashed my TV. <laughs> I swear to you, my mum would have beat me, bro. That TV would have been in pieces. I'm sorry. McTominay, oh. I'd rather jump off a cliff. The thing is, yeah, this guy's actually putting the team on, on our back. And that tells me everything I need to know about where this team is right now. <laughs> like, Scott McTominay, if Scott McTominay wasn't in the team right now, right, Scott McT- um, we would definitely, would definitely have lost um, with the Brentford. Those two goals against Chelsea would have come because even though we played well, the two, there's, there's a scruffy nature of the goals we had against Chelsea, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So, personally, like, I, on principle, I can't sell him. But if I, in an ideal world, he'd be gone. Medbury is a young guy, isn't it? But he's he's hungry, so I'll keep. He's body. hungry in the wrong way. Every, Denzel, you hear me out. Every time you see Medbury enter the pitch, he just runs around everywhere with energy. Yeah, man. He's, he's got to show that he's doing something. <laughs> I, just see, I, just see, I just see Ganduzi every time he enters the pitch. He's running with energy. If you can't, <laughs> when you're going to a systemless team, yeah, that's the only way you pay your bills. You have to run around and be hungry. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then, let me go to my star boy, the real guy we want to talk about. Kobe Maine. Now, this guy is why I smile. Still, for United. Like, he's young. He oozes the confidence that when you see that in a young player, you really have to pay attention to. I really, really pray that someone in that team, in the coaching setup, can really, really protect him because... I don't want him to lose the tenacity he has about himself because he's playing for the right reasons. He's put his all into the game and he's tactically adapt, um, tactically mature for his age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I hear it. No, yeah. I agree. It's like the good thing about him is like, despite the bad situation at United, you can see how good he is already. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, football doesn't always work like, oh, like, if you're good, you should be able to show it anywhere. Like, 
yeah. As much as I've been getting onto Enzo Fernandez, of course he'd be better in a better surrounding. But yeah, the fact that mine you can look good even with bad players around him, and he's only like eight, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Impressive. He's gonna he's gonna be a world class player in the future. I think I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly, and ironically. Bobby Manu is the only player that is pushing me towards being Ten Hag out. Only because that the way he's managing the, the midfield, I feel like will dampen his light if he doesn't behave himself. That's the only reason right now that will make you somewhat consider Ten Hag out. So, Cable Manu, definitely keep. You know Kobe Mainu? Nah. Did you know his brother's Jordan Hames from Love Island? Who? Jordan from Love Island. Jordan Hames? Yeah, that's his brother. Yeah, the, I don't know. His brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where? John Hames. You know that guy? Who, who Jordan again? Oh, that's his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Bro, I was so shocked. I said, what? I think he changed his name on Insta like, to Jordan Hames Minute or something like that. Yeah. What a waste, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste, man. Yeah. He's seen his brother. Like, Let me get a piece of the pie as well. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, yeah. The forwards is where I need to control myself because I will actually lose my temper. Okay, let me let me take control. Then we'll take control a little bit of the forwards. Let's talk about the first three. So mm. Anthony Martial. When well David Ornstein has already announced that it looks like, and well, there's discussions with Anthony Martial, but what it looks like is that he'll be leaving. And good. It, it, you know what it is? Is like I feel like the British media have been quite. Not of recent times, but just in general, they're very unfair and martial that, you know, mm-hmm. oh, he doesn't try hard enough, oh, because he's a foreign signing, like, you know, Carragher, Neville, them, man. Like, do you know what it is? I think it's just the injury really affected him. That injury that he got that one preseason or whenever it was, it was like he was on the up, basically. Like, when he had bursts and everything, he was amazing. Yeah, oh. He was a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since then, just being a problem but in a different way. But, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm not going to lie to you. The English media is probably the worst media in world football, especially for foreign players. But mm-hmm. then again, I say that to say this. I feel like Anthony Marshall had to give him more than a fair chance to shut people up. I agree. Because yeah. it's, not, it's always been like this. It's always been like this. Even from the days of like Ronaldo, Tevez and, and um, Rooney. It will be a collective stinker. Well, I really tried, you know, really tried. But that one out of fella, it's always a trick. It's always a trick. It's always been there. Like it's never, it's always never been a case of yeah, it's a, it's a modern day phenomenon. You know what I'm saying? And personally, you can't tell a man he's not trying. Like who are you to tell him he's not trying? But Anthony Marshall in himself has not taken his career seriously. Um, I will be lying if I generally say he's taking his career seriously. So, so Marcus Rashford, I'm gonna save him after actually. Let me relax on Rashford because I need to clear my Yeah. Jaden Sancho. Complicated. How, how do I even analyze Jaden Sancho? I actually need you my help for that. How do I actually analyze Jaden Sancho? He's very like crazy in the bin right now. But it's like a self inflicted gunshot wound, but he's also been shot by someone else as well. It's like. Denzel, you, got, you start first and I'll just add a bit extra yeah. from what. So I think what from what I've seen, I think the club done him dirty with the whole like releasing some personal information about him without his consent. With the whole thing, but like I think Ten Hag made a statement saying, "Oh yeah, he had some like family problems and stuff like that." 
Mm-mm-mm. And then it later came out that Sancho didn't green like that. So that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Then they had a falling out and he refused to apologize. And then he went on Twitter and released a note statement saying, oh, yeah, basically saying that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. So don't believe what the manager like. That's mad. Like, you can't do that. As a professional footballer, you cannot be using your social media platform. Like, as much as it must be jarring, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, you just like, there's a level of professionalism there. Like, you just can't do that, bro. So that's where I believe he shot himself in the foot because once that incident happened, all he needed to do was be like, you know what? Let me be the bigger man. I was wrong for that and apologize. But he's young. He's from the ends. Like, he's not trying to hear that at all. So that's why he's messed up. But the thing is, we have to also talk about Man United's part and his downfall because there's no way the same Jaden Sancho we saw ripping up Bundesliga suddenly has become a dud at Man United. Compared to Saka oh, and Foden. Yeah, and like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not like he had an injury that we can say that, oh, yeah, like he, this is what ruined him. It's literally that once he got to Man United, he fell off a cliff. There's something going wrong there in terms of whether it's your backroom staff or your coaching team. Something's gone wrong there. And this is like endemic United. You lot are seen as like a graveyard for players because you buy young talents and then they just fizzle out straight away. And I can tell you why, right? Brandon Williams is on £70,000 a week. Jada Sancho, when I last read it, was on £275,000 a week. He, he was amazing at Dortmund. But what's, there left, what's left of the fight for, to be very honest with you? Like, the reason why I messed up about that was so great is, yeah, obviously, they did everything they did on the pitch, right? But it's the hunger that they still maintain, even when they've proven yeah. everything on the pitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sancho has been done dirty by everything you've ex- we've explained. And United, United's philosophy as a whole isn't to help players to grow within the team. They kind of just, it's kind of like they buy players to shut us up. I've yeah. kind of clocked onto the fact that United buy a Sancho so we stop complaining and they don't do anything as opposed to buying a player to actually win trophies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Kai, what, what are you going to say? I'm going to say, like, the situation kind of reflects badly a bit on Sancho in the sense that sometimes in life, mm-hmm. as much as there's a tough situation, you just got to drop your pride and just, you know, Apologise and get back into the team. Exactly. At the same time, also, Ten Hag also has a massive portion of the blame for how he's handled it. Because if you mm. read all the articles, you see stuff like, oh, he's been banned from entering the locker room. He's been banned from having lunch with all the other guys. He's been banned from doing training with these men. to train the academy members. Like, mm-hmm. is almost dehumanisation as a footballer. Mm. And I don't think that's right or that's fair. You can punish them, but not to the point that, you know, maybe like exclude them from the first meet if you have to or whatever, but don't start taking away basic rights yeah, that all, them. to be able to talk with your teammates and that. That's way too far. I agree. It's kind of like he's, he's kind of like being immature. But like, although you're meant to respect your manager, your manager's also meant to ooze a certain degree of maturity, which he's not oozing, to be honest. He's beefing a lot of people in the club, which I don't understand what objective he's going to get from that. So Sancho, I would sell just because I think he's irreparable now. Even if he comes back, it'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll quickly get rid of some of the other players. So Pelestri, ideally I'll keep because I'll, I would want him to have a future here. But if we're not going to play him, sell him. Um, someone, tweet, someone tweeted, if you put Pelestri on the pitch, it's basically um, throwing the white flag. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did they say that? Because whenever you man for for on Pelistri, it's always like seventieth oh, minute, seventy okay, fifth. Right. Oh yeah, 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 like the game is wrapped. Nah, but 
he's a baller though. Like of all the wingers we have, I think Palestri is the only winger that is intrinsic nature to cross the ball in. That's and so peak. That just tells you about how peak things are at United right now. No, no, no. But but the thing is that even when even if that may be true or not be true, that's subjective, right? His mindset to assist his striker is helpful. Because Randall Hoyland is like a you can get aggressive in the box. So you're not supposed to activate that, you know what I'm saying? Ironically, when Ronaldo was still here, I actually wanted Pelesha to play because Pelesha was one of the only members who ever wanted to cross it to Ronaldo. Rashford will have five ballon, five time ballon d'or in the box and will shoot. Oh God. Let me move on to Rashford. That's us for that's us for Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot hold up any longer. On to Rashford. Marcus Rashford, I suspect Rashford has an overinflated perception of how his career is going. And I think United fans and the UK media are to blame. I think Marcus Rashford genuinely thinks he can walk into a room and hold conversation with some of the world-class greats in current world football. And I don't think he actually can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the definition of a purple patch player. He's the face of a purple patch player. And he's getting to the age where, oh, good money, I'll sell Rashford. Rashford, it's selling Rashford. What's now, good money to you to sell Rashford? How much would you take for him? On Coraform. <laughs> <laughs> I was licking his lips on Coraform. On Coraform, it's a booty still. But I don't know, help me with that. What do you think, man? I think on a fair price for Rashford, given what we historically can do, 65 million, I think. I think that's 65. Right. A good team, because think about it, Brooke Brighton has done has done way bit more than that with less money. Like I even said to Karis, I was like, give me armor on over Rashford right now. <laughs> and, and that's not Karis. <laughs> no, no, give me give me Matoma over Rashford. Yeah, Matoma's great, bro. Yeah. Exactly. So when you put all the when you when you actually sit down, actually analyze this United team, right? These people have overinflated statuses. I'm looking at Rashford now. Like, why are you here? So I would I honestly sell Rashford and take a few steps back, take a couple steps forward. Because Rashford, I think, is the last embodiment of like an individualistic player in our team. He's not a team first player at all. Um, someone Anthony, him on Twitter. Sorry, someone called him on Twitter. They were like, Marcus Rash decisions. That was creasing. Must have Marcus Rash decisions. Oh, very. Anthony may be controversial. I million euros, you know. Should be controversial. Continue. The price tag is stupid, but I say it was controversial. I actually kind of like Anthony. I just think that if you can cut out the excessive, the, the stupid skills that ain't going nowhere, to play the ball quickly, do the tricks that actually get you past players, and play your quick one two and cross it to the box, I think Anthony is a fantastic player. You remember what Junior Decampo said one time? What did he say? Denzel, you know, in it, you know, the camper. What did you say? If my grandmother had, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 no, 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 but no, but, but like he played well against Chelsea and he put and he, he was one of the better players against Bournemouth. Granted, we lost, we got a rap by Bournemouth. I just think he's all right, like, I don't think he's bad. Like, I have a lot more problems. Like, the player who shall not be named, if you were to come back, the right wing would be all right. Now, like, I ain't saying no names, but the right wing would be all right. Like, it's not, we're not a political podcast, just strictly off of football. Obviously, the law, law and legalities are here and there. If you were to come back, the right wing position would be okay. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So I'll keep Anthony. Rasmus Hoyland, any opposing fan who gets with Hoyland, have some shame. It's his first season. He's a young man. 
the price tag was stupid, but I feel like the one thing I like about Holland is that he is he doesn't he, he will scrap with Van Dyke if he needs to. Like he does what he needs to do for the team. It's just that the United graveyard shift. We need Ronaldo struggles to score with this team. So how do you expect Razzle Hoyland to score with this team? And even in a bad even in a bad Champions League campaign, he's still got five goals for you guys as well. Exactly. You got the Premier League that he's not bagging, but Champions League is still like you can see potential there. Exactly. You know what I mean? So Razzle Hoyland, I'll definitely keep. So I keep I kept the brightest star for last. Alejandro Garnacho. Right. Every time I that bicycle kick was the most beautiful bicycle kick I've seen in a long time. That was sexy. You know what I mean? What a fantastic goal. You know what I mean? But when I see Garnacho here, yeah, how aggressive he is, how he takes on players, he reminds me of the first time I saw Martinelli play. Like, whether he's, he's as good or worse, that's what I'm talking about. Just the sheer, yeah, I get you. The sheer directness of him is like, like Sancho will dribble, 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 pass the ball back. Garnacho will come at your neck non-stop. You'll come, you'll, you'll tackle him. You'll come again, you'll tackle him. The third, fourth, fifth time, he'll get past you. That's what I like about Garnacho. So, definitely keep. Definitely keep. Fuck it, I'll give him number seven. <laughs> should have been him. It should have been Mason Mount, to be fair. Exactly. Like, oh, man. Like, I was thinking, what the hell's going on? Then, Ten Hag last. You, man, be as objective as possible. Ten Hag in or Ten Hag out? I don't think your problem is Ten Hag, if I'm being honest. I don't think it's Ten Hag. I think your problem is beyond the managerial level. Yeah, I I actually low key agree. A bit like Chelsea's situation before Abramovich was forced out of the club. Our problem wasn't always the managers. Like it was our entire operating model as a club was the problem. Like my stance is, let's see where United are by the end of January slash February time, and we'll talk a little bit about Ten Hag a bit more. Because of a I, team like United, you can still get back. You don't have 115 charges in your name. You can still, you're still corrupt. Don't get me wrong, but you don't have 115 charges on your name. You can get back. Um, well, Matron is realizing that every big team in world football is corrupt in one way or the other. We just haven't been investigated yet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I'm being so honest. Like every team got cobwebs, bro. I'm telling you. No, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Do you know what I mean? But Ten Hag, Ten Hag in. But do we to be honest? I won't be surprised if around around this time next year we've got a different manager. I won't be surprised. Yeah, but that's the problem though. You guys keep chopping in the technical and... director. That's what we're waiting for. Mm. Even me, as much as I don't like Pochettino right now because he just doesn't have a clear plan at all. I know sacking him is not really going to help right now because there's no one available in the market. I'm here. Really has no idea what he's doing. So yeah, like, and there's just, there's too many cooks in the kitchen, bro. Like, we've got how many technical directors, sporting directors, and all that stuff. So that bare man have got fancy titles and they're doing nothing. That's the problem as well. And just like the only thing I've seen at the time we were recording this was that Mourinho and um, what's it called? Newcastle was interested in Mourinho. If Newcastle wants to let Eddie Howe go, bro, come to London. Hmm. I'd rather <laughs> see Eddie Howe try something with Chelsea than whatever the hell Pochettino's doing. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I would. This year, like, I agree with what Denzel has been saying again. It's more about whether there's really an overarching plan at the club. And as much as what I've seen from this season in terms of tactically with Ten Hag, I've had a lot of questions about it. Uh-huh. I think the issue is more to do with if he had a stable like leadership around him, it will actually help him quite a lot. Like, mm-hmm. um, let's say, for example, how we are at right now at Arsenal, as much as a lot of us criticise Edu for years and stuff, 
like you know, he stuck to his guns and certain decisions. Him and Arteta together. Him, Arteta, um, Kroenke's son, Josh Kroenke, has gotten more involved in the club. So those three together, because they've been like all working in one union, that oh, want a target like this, like that. Say we didn't get that as much as I don't really like David Raya right now. We didn't get him the first time. We got Ramsdale, but a few years mm-hmm. later, they're like Raya's available. Let's go back and get him. That's all mm-hmm. planning that's gone down the line. Whether it works or not is a different question, but you can see throughout our team that, you know, there's a plan in how we want to play. There's a plan in how um, we want to target these certain players. People knew uh, last year, January, when Declan Rice. Like, mm, people mm, knew. Mm. Nah, man, like, United's, United's it's, not, it's, not the, it's not the best right now still, but I think Chelsea, of, of our teams, Chelsea's in the worst condition currently. Yeah. But, I feel like they'll find their feet before we will. That's how I would conclude that. You know what I mean? And Arsenal's obviously in the best. In the best. I have situation. no faith in Todd Bowley. You'll find your feet before Chelsea do. You reckon? I I reckon, yeah. Well, at this point, that's I think it's also that bad. That's, that shouldn't even be an achievement because you lot have been rebuilding since Ferguson left. So that's what, 2013. <laughs> like, you're 10 years into your rebuild and you're still having... No, nah, but... Allow it, fam. No, nah, nah, but we're rebuilding, though. You're rebuilding a rebuild. Have some shame. No, but where are we though? The biggest mistake here, yeah, ironically, yeah, Ferguson in let me never say this for United fan company. Yeah, in one decision, Ferguson almost ruined his whole legacy. He saw his he saw a fellow Scotsman and said, Yeah, you see you, you you can you can take my job. And he just de- like he just delayed us for no damn reason. David Moyes was a was a mistake. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, it was. Yeah, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Beyond that, the funny thing is that. I was actually watching a TikTok today as well before we recorded this. Like, your most successful manager since Fergie has left is Mourinho, which is quite hilarious. Well, of course it would have been Mourinho. Like, Mourinho was the only one. And this is, and this is another thing, and I think it should be a future topic. Mourinho's legacy has actually gotten better ever since United have gotten worse. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But the thing is that it's always been player power. United is the poster, the poster team for player power in world football. Not, even Real Madrid players who are arguably the most decorated players in world football, don't even um, exercise their player power as much as United players do. They've got Hossolu there. They're, they're chilling. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is, that another thing I've not discussed enough is when we speak about United players that leave us and do better, but we also don't speak about the United players that leave us and then carry their bad behaviour to their new teams. Pogba left here and got started doing drugs. <laughs> Obviously, his situation is booky, isn't it? There's more to the story than just that, isn't it? But yeah, players, co- players come here, learn bad behaviours, and it's almost as if they try to implement that in their other teams, and then it comes to have problems over there. Did you see what Matic said about the players at United? Yes, £70,000 in late fees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was collecting the thing, he set, up, he set up a little committee for the late players. That's mad, bro. And Sancho... in London. Yeah, and Sancho and Pogba were the worst offenders. So, I, I, of, of a lot of people... I probably defend Sancho less than the average person because at the end of the day, whether you're playing for United, Chelsea, Luton Town, you're in a privileged position. So you, the same way how I respect respects his profession, you respect your profession, I respect my profession, you should be doing the same exact thing. And if you prefer to be late to training, you, you have so much pride that you'd rather waste a year of your career. He's wasting a year of his career. Yeah. Thanks. You know what I mean? So, no. Nah, this is, this is what Mourinho said. See where they play. 
they play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? When he said Man City, he said Man City, he said Man City, Liverpool, started naming players football heritage. I'm telling like, you, like, United. Fernandinho. Oh, let me... oh, that's crazy. Oh, my God. How could he put you in my eyes, man? Like, you start AF. You're putting it like South AF, bro. <laughs> I love it, I love it. That ain't oh, that's, like, that's an Angolan accent, fam. No cap, fam. Yeah, the Angolan thing, yeah, that's it. And then, guys, I think that's a good place to close up still. Yeah, definitely. I think we've done a nice keep and so we'll, we'll come, when this releases, we'll listen back and we'll see at the end of January if our predictions were correct or who we've decided to keep and who've decided to sell. We might be surprised. Some players that we think should be sold might be kept, and some players that we think should be kept might be sold. United are cheap, bro. Every single player that I've said we should sell, they're the cheap of people. The they funniest thing I've heard here is Pochettino, after we lost two games in a row, him saying, that, oh, we need another defender. The problem is that we lack height. This is why I said, you know what, let me not say what I'm going to say. Yeah, we need Ed Jassi, like 6'4", six, six, or something like that. Bro, no, like, he's tall. He's Congolese, of course he's tall. We've got tall players. <laughs> and the guy's talking about our problems that we lack height. Fair enough, Caicedo and Fernandez are midgets, but the rest of the team's tall, bro. I'm not trying to hear mm-hmm. it. Anyway, guys, it's a pleasure to be back. The BTV podcast with your co-hosts, Harris, Denzel, and myself, Kevin. Obviously spoke about different teams. It's been good to be back. Um... We can't really give explanations. We've given brief explanations for everything that's happened, for everything that's been going on. But at the end of the day, we just we just pray that you enjoyed the podcast. It was a good listen. Ensure to follow us on at BTB Pod. Um, we continue to upload on Spotify and Apple Music. And in the new year, look out for some changes we'll be making. We plan on dropping video content soon, so stay posted for that as well. Yep, stay posted.